0: People of the world, welcome to Marketing as a Foreign Language, episode 287. Today, we're going to be diving into 4.5 billion tons of plastic. And Google exploring how to capture that. I can see a future where all of that plastic is a resource. It's understood as a resource and uh, can be mined in the same way we would mine anything else, minerals, et cetera. Um, All matter is merely energy condensed into a slow vibration. And so we've got all of these slow vibratory energies floating around in the middle of the ocean. This from plastics, excuse me, resource-recycling.com, Google exploring how to capture 4.5 billion tons. A report from Google lays out how mechanical and chemical recycling, a virgin plastic production tax, consumer incentives, and more can increase plastics recovery over the next two decades. Mm -hmm. Quote, the growing total volume of plastics compared with the volume of plastics coming from circular supply chains is what we call the plastics circulatory gap, it is based on a report that they put out there. It's called Closing the Plastics Circulatory Gap, and it looks at the total amount of plastic produced annually, as well as the amount of plastic coming from circular supply chains, um, which would be mechanically or chemically recycled plastic. Obviously, we are looking for an environment in which the amount of plastic that we are consuming is less than the amount of plastic that we are recycling. So, I, like most of you, um, consume a ridiculous amount of plastic. There is a rosemary bush literally outside of my front door. And I will walk out and pluck the rosemary and eat it raw because it's delicious and I like it. Now, that same rosemary could be harvested in California, put on a truck, sent to Nevada for processing, put in some plastic. God knows where that came from. And uh, pick it up at the store, put it in a plastic bag, take it home. So to what degree... Will culture finally either shift towards not using as much plastic, finding inventive ways to simply reduce the amount of plastic? Because what I find absolutely fascinating is 100 years ago, 200 years ago, no plastic at all, none, zip, zero. And we have become so dependent on it so quickly. And then let's look at the interconnectivity of everything. We have Google, which is charging personal injury attorneys $50 a click. So we have a car accident. (laughs) We have a car accident where someone is on their phone and they rear end someone else. The person that gets hit has seen a bunch of billboards but can't quite remember the name of the person. Google's personal injury attorney recognizes that person's name clicks on an ad, a Google ad, instead of the organic listing. And Google says, thank you for that $50. Part of that $50 goes into some philanthropic fund at Google to try to solve the plastic injustice that is currently facing the world. So from a car crash to plastic in the ocean, just goes to show that the interconnectedness... um, It's there. And our ability as humans to be aware of it um, is only fleeting. We only have these fleeting moments where we understand um, just how interconnected and how woven together everything is. And so Google partly is responsible for everything (laughs) because they touch everything. Back to the article, without major global changes – in how material is managed humanity should quote expect to mismanage more than 7.7 billion metric tons of plastic waste globally through 2040 according to the report a handful of key interventions can bring 4.5 billion metric tons of that material into recovery systems by 2040 chemical recycling through decomposition and purification pathways is projected to close the plastic circulatory gap by 20%, that's obviously a very, very big deal. We're gonna have to push this rather quickly um, if we want to see something even anywhere in the ballpark resembling um, a one-to-one exchange of what we use versus what we recycle. The Google report further estimates, quote, improved inventory management to reduce waste through enhanced sourcing. Storing and selling of products made of plastic or packaged in plastics can close the gap by another 5%. Interesting. So at the end of the day, the easiest possible thing you can do, and obviously what, what Google wishes you would do is, uh, is realize that you could just not use it in the first place. Um, What I find absolutely wild is that when you go to a store, for example, you can't even buy strawberries. Like there is no section in the store of just strawberries that you can grab. You have to purchase the plastic blueberries, same way, raspberries, same way. So it's just the nature of the supply line. And so if you wanna be a purist, I mean, good luck. You literally have to stop buying some some of the food that you're used to doing. So I I really don't think the vast majority of people are going to do that. Um, And then of course, so many of the, the products that we use. I mean, I'm literally looking at a modem right now. It's plastic. I mean, I'm surrounded, surrounded by plastic. And and we talk about plastic water bottles and I think it may be helpful to look back um, and pretend that we are a historical observer from 2000 years in the future. So let's assume we make it out of this, this stage and mind you, people are always saying it's the end of the world. This is this is something that humanity has has done since the dawn of time, since the dawn of recorded history. It's always the end times, we're always all going to die. And we look back at this time as uh, two things: one, um, the birth of the internet, uh, but also the birth of this sort of plastic environment. Um, the whole thing is plastic, and so those two worlds can collide. Um, and often do. And so we take the tech giants and the people that that are receiving the, the incredible amounts of wealth, Facebook, LinkedIn, um, TikTok, Google, etc. And we look at their role in using machine learning and artificial intelligence to find ways to reduce um, or to change human behavior. Now, Google does a lot of philanthropic work, but I've been mentioning a lot on the show, E C O S I A dot acom which is a search engine that plants trees. Um, so to what extent do these tech royalty um, bear the burden of making the world a better place? I would argue it's a very heavy burden. Back to the article. Um, The tools that they're describing will reduce the amount of mismanaged plastic, they say, by more than 58% by 2040. Google also identifies a few factors hampering greater plastics recovery, as well as a few that are working in its favor. So basically, if there's nothing uh, else that you take away from having listened to this, it's that, uh, you know, maybe try to use a little bit less plastic. And uh, when it comes to Google and social media involvement, Um, there is some work being done in that space. I would love to see um, the ability to get out into the ocean because, you know, I mean, there are countless um, accounts of uh, sea life being uh, killed because the plastic slowly disintegrates. It does eventually um, disintegrate. It just causes havoc along the way. In more Google news, Google secretly had a giant gaming vision that includes bringing games to Mac. This from the Verge.com. Apple's Mac has long been an afterthought for the video game industry. And few think of Google as a games company, despite running Android, one of the biggest game platforms in the world. But Google had a plan to change these things in October 2020, according to an explicitly confidential 70-page vision document dubbed Games Futures. Oh, me, oh, my. So as, uh, as a young boy, I knew that gaming would be the future, um, just simply playing Nintendo. Um, I knew that, that this industry was absolutely going to explode. Um, I saw eSports coming years before it was popular. Um, a friend of mine in college uh, actually put together a proposal uh, for the university to create sort of like a lab. Um, for esports um and so it at this point still is sort of in the realm of not wish fulfillment i'll put it to that way it's still in the realm of oh there's games and you know they they allow us to do these interesting things and they're they're obviously culture culturally ubiquitous etc but we're very, very, very shortly going to be in either complete augmented reality through the use of things like Google Lens, um, if not complete virtual reality. Home prices, I think, are going to continue to rise over a 30 to 50 year period because many, many people will continue to work from home. The home will be the office. It will also be the virtual reality space. So... Residential real estate um, is going to be very interesting to watch as the years progress. So this document showing uh, games uh, within Google's ecosystem, they're talking about Android, Windows, Mac, all the different the devices, all the different experiences, cross-screen discovery they talk about. So if Google is developing something, they obviously want it to occur Um, everywhere because this is one of Google's strengths with their technology. Back to the article. There's some reason to be skeptical that this document reflects Google's true direction quote brought to you by partially funded. And I have a dream productions an earlier slide reads. And we know that Google lost some of its gaming ambition this February when it decided to pull the plug in its original game studios for Google stadia. Now Google has a very long laundry list of, um, failed projects or projects that didn't quite, uh, live up. Um, this is what happens when you have all of the money (laughs) and you can kind of blow it on ideas, um, that, uh, that simply do not pan out. Um, uh, Google plus is the perfect example of that. I had a very popular page on Google plus for dogs. Um, at one point It's called what every dog deserves. And, uh, I was one of the first to get there, but their idea of, oh, let's have a social media platform where people can do SEO and they can build links and all these sorts of things um, belies the fact that people love spamming. And Google walked right into that. They walked right into it. It it was a spam farm from day one. And so that's one of the reasons why Facebook uh, was so successful is is, um, people would just turn you off right away. Um, if and to this day they continue to if you just sell whatever it is that you are um, hawking that particular day people hate that um, and Google Plus was a failure uh, because people just thought it was an SEO machine and so they just built links built links built links and build, building links is another way of saying ruining people's days if Google's actually going in this direction at least from a social media content Back to the article, you can get a glimpse of what to expect in the full 70-page document. So if you go to theverge.com, link in the description, you can actually see the entire document. The point, of course, is that Google is not going to let the gaming side slip through their fingers the same way they let social media, unless, of course, they fail again. Next article, searchenginejournal.com. Google is rewriting title tags. Wow. Wow. Title tags are the blue text that you see in the search engine results page. You Google something, those blue links, those are title tags. Google has started replacing those with relevant text from a web page. That's fascinating to me. Google is rewriting title tags for a limited amount of pages and search results, often replacing the text with the page's H1 tag. It's known that Google adjusts titles in the search engine result page by making small tweaks. But here you go, they're overriding the title completely. Basically, the idea here is that Google knows what the person is searching for and they want to give the best possible title tag. And so if they feel like they know better than you, which, quite frankly, they probably do, um, then they're going to deliver information that is more relevant and will receive a higher click through rate um, than whatever it is that you wrote. This is an extension of the dynamic nature of the Internet. Just because you write a particular title tag does not mean That Google is going to use it. I've seen this a lot and wondered what was going on because I noticed the discrepancy between the title tag and what was appearing Um, and there you have it. Evidence suggests Google is pulling in text from h1 tags from a majority of these rewrites according to the article. Lily Ray notes that she's seeing Google replace a page's title with anchor text from an internal link. So interesting interesting and interesting all right takeaway of course is that the title tag is not the title tag um anything that you write on the page it would appear as fair game perhaps it's just the h1 tag perhaps it's something else twitter tests option for users to report misleading tweets to crack down on misinformation this one from cnn.com our last article of the day so misleading tweets okay So as it stands today, Reddit is one of the only social media platforms that will allow uh, a downvote. And Reddit has been around for quite a while, and it works. It's fine. TikTok, you can only like it or not like it. In the world of a place like TikTok or Facebook, you could argue that there are more people writing negative comments, because that's all you can do to voice your disagreement. There is no step between simply not liking it, and um, the comment itself. And so many times you'll have people writing these ridiculously negative comments for whatever reason. Now, when it comes to Twitter, I think what they're using this for would simply be to become aware of things, because they're often caught unawares, and uh, that makes um, them look stupid. Twitter tests option for users to report misleading tweets, got it. After years of accusations, according to the CNN article, that it's helped spread misinformation. Twitter's finally giving users an easy way to report. Got it. So Twitter users in some countries, including the U.S., will now be able to report tweets to the social media platform that contain misinformation. Quote, we may not take action on and cannot respond to each report, obviously, in the experiment, but your input will help us identify trends so that we can improve the speed and scale of our broader misinformation work. I bet what they've done is um, set up machine learning to kind of aggregate and then go in and see based on the words of a particular tweet and it get, gets escalated and, and they'll probably be able to take down a lot more. What's gonna be difficult for Twitter is that they're going to suffer through the sort of, you know if they use machine learning and something gets censored and they were just wrong, just more blow up. Um, it, it Not a day goes by that there's an article about Twitter censoring someone uh, when uh, folks feel that they should not have been censored at all. So let's recap. Google secretly had a giant gaming vision. So we'll see what Google does by way of gaming. Google exploring how to capture 4.5 billion tons of traffic Wouldn't that t- traffic, billion tons of plastic. Wouldn't that be nice? Google's rewriting title tags, so you may notice those just change. Twitter tests option for users to report misleading tweets. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for swinging by the show today. I really do genuinely appreciate it. If you made it this far, you are my hero. YouTube.com forward slash send it rising is where you can join us for the live show. You can chat with me. You can ask me any question you like. You can ask our guests questions. Uh, as you probably noticed, we have guests sometimes and sometimes we do not. Um, the shows that I do that are more social media, media, news related tend to do better on YouTube. And so we're kind of mixing it up guests and no guests. Uh, if you have any questions for me, info at senderizing.com I N F O at dot G.com. And we'll see y'all next time. Bye.